Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I think it's taken me like two and a half years to finally nail this guest down. We were just talking about it on the pre-show, going back and forth. Andrew Murata, how you doing, my brother? Brandon, honor to be on, and uh, that's my fault. You, you've been there, and that's my fault, uh, ducking and weaving. Listen, we are here. That's all that matters. We are surviving and thriving. So we are here. We are ready to rock and roll. It's been awesome. You have been doing some amazing things. Three books out, fourth book on its way. You have been a school leader in the New York State area in the Port Jervis area, which is not Port Jefferson in Long Island, which we talked about as well. But anyways, that's an inside joke. Here we go. So let's talk a little bit about you. You have so many great things. You have a podcast. You have your leadership sparks. You have so many great things that you're doing to inspire educators, to keep them going and keep them moving in the right direction. And it's just been great to connect with you throughout this time. And now I'm excited to have you on the show. So talk a little bit about your journey into education. How did you start where, how did you get to where you are? What was the start like? Yeah, Brandon, thanks. It's an honor. And, and right back at you, the potential that you're finding in others and all the good stuff. So I'm happy to be part of it. Uh, uh, but my journey was really through sports, uh, Brandon. I grew up playing basketball. Uh, I got to play Division three down at Guilford College, the Quakers in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I was working summer basketball camp as, as a college player and just loved working with the kids, right? Hey, I'm teaching this kid to make a layup. I'm teaching this kid to shoot. And then, then they'd make a shot in the game and they'd look at me like, wow. And I went home and I was like, wow, this is great. Like, I love working. With, I love the kids, you know? And they, my folks were like, hey, you should look at this. And I was kind of thinking, well, how can I work summer camp every year, right? And, you know, I was a science family. My dad was a pharmacist. My brother's a chemist. My mom was a medical technologist, so they said, well, why don't you consider teaching science? And that was it. I started out teaching science. I coached basketball for a number of years, uh, which led me into officiating. But it was that spark of the, in the kid's eye when they learned to make a layup that I helped them you know, learn how to do one day way back when. That's amazing. We've had so many people on the show that have started their journey into education. And I'm one of them because of coaching, because of yeah. sports. Yeah. Um, and, but there are very few of them. Actually, I can't even say one of them that said they went into officiating to being a referee. 
So that one right there, first of all, congratulations to you for that, because that is no easy task, especially in high school sports today. I just read actually today that there is a shortage of officials in every single sport across New York state. So here you are going from, from coaching to officiating. So talk a little bit about that, that decision for you. Yeah, that was also, again, this uh, a power of a single experience. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, but I was working the same basketball camp, and, and one day they said, hey, Andrew, we're having a scrimmage. You know, can you ref? We just want to get, you know. And I said, I'm a player. I'm not a referee. You know, I was still in college at the time. And and the guy said, no, nah, it'll be fun. You know the rules. You're tough. You can do it. Um, and they actually had a, a woman's Division One uh, future player there. She played at Tennessee, Nikki Anaseki from Staten Island. And she was in the eighth grade. And uh, the guy threw me 20 bucks. And as soon as I got that whistle in my mouth and I felt the energy of the game and that first collision at first, and I, and I reacted and whoop, I had the foul and I was like, wow, i liked it. I liked the energy. I liked being part of the game, not the game itself. Um, and I became an ambassador for the game of basketball. I refed for almost 20 years. And uh, that was another great experience, another great journey for me on my journey. Yeah, and you talk a little bit about, you know, there's so many parallels, right? There's so many parallels to coaching. But let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about some of those parallels to refereeing because I've never done that on this show because I've never had a referee. There we go. (laughs) In my presence. So talk a little bit about the connections that you discovered between being a referee and how you take that into your your leadership practice so many brandon so many think about it you're in the spotlight you have to know the rules you have to perform you have to deal with people who are angry you have to enforce the rules you're in a public setting you have to take their feedback you have to make hard decisions and you have to show poise and professionalism through it all you, get, you don't get too many pats on the back, even when you're right. And even when you're right, there's still somebody that's mad at you. So the, 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 the parallels and the comparisons are incredible. It, refereeing made me a better educator, and being an educator made me a better referee. Uh, but I think they both led me to be a, a strong, resilient leader that no matter what, I'm still going, right? The game is going to go on. I got to get the next play right. I got You make a mistake, right? Think about that crowd. You're a soccer guy. The ref blows a call. The whole place knows it. You got to get the next one right, right? And then they give that little sarcastic kind of round of applause. But you got to get the next one right. And the same is in life. The same is in education. Uh, and the same is in your journey as, as a parent. Whatever it is, you got to get the next one right. So I learned a ton of lessons and there's a ton of parallels. Yeah. And I think also there's that idea too. I know a lot of people step away from taking that leap into school leadership because they don't want to make a decision that is going to disappoint others. Well, that happens all the time in refereeing, right? You're always going, there's always going to be one person that disagrees with you. And there's never, ever going to be every single person in the whole place that agrees with your call, even if it's the right call. Because that's so connected to leading others and that's so connected to that leadership piece, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like in education, right? You, in, the, in basketball or in sports, it's it, what's the rule, right? And if you could say, by rule, this is the call, right? Well, in education, hey, this is good for kids because the research shows this is why we're doing it because some people still not going to like it, but you got to have the resilience and the, uh, the resolve to move forward. 
So talk a little bit about your school leadership journey, you know, going from being the science teacher to school leadership and now being a, a you know, going into the principalship. And I know a lot of people on this, that listen to this show, they, they are people that are transitioning in some place, usually from the classroom to the, the leadership setting. So talk a little bit about what was that experience? What was that journey like for you? Why did you decide to do that? Yeah, good question, Brandon. Thank you. Um, it was all kind of hand in hand. We moved out of New York City, uh, Staten Island, the home of traffic lights. I moved to a, a town, Milford, Pennsylvania, with one traffic light. Uh, but as I was moving, you know, my, my wife and I were married, kind of thinking about children and her staying home. It all kind of went hand in hand. And I actually landed the job in Port Jervis the year I moved. Um, uh, 2005, April 1st, 2005 was my first day. We were moving that year. We were building a house and I had a new community, a new, a new, new town, new, new area to live and, and a new job. They never knew me as Andrew Murata, the teacher. They only knew me as Andrew Murata, the leader, uh, which kind of helped me in a way. Um, and I've been here since 05. Port Jervis is an amazing community, great people. And we've come a long way. Our graduation rate was in the mid to low 60s. And we're, we're knocking on the door at 90% now. Our schools are in great condition. Uh, we've grown a tremendous amount. And uh, I feel proud of the work we've done uh, in Port Jervis. Um, it's an old railroad town up here in Orange County. And maybe way back when, <clears throat> kids were going to go work on the railroad or maybe go work in a factory. And it wasn't a big deal. Maybe if they got their high school diploma or not, and we all know it is a big deal now, and we've changed that mindset here in Port Jervis schools. So uh, totally invested here, totally uh, uh, love my community, and been proud to be a principal here going into my 18th year. Wow, that's amazing. Congrats yeah. to you, big time. That's awesome. Are you still refereeing? So we talked a little off air uh, when I wrote my first book um, back in 2016, 2017, the principle, you know, you talked about helping other people. You talked about uh, un unlimited, you know, unlocking unlimited potential in others. When I refed, Brandon, I loved it. Right. I was inspired. I was energized on the court, making calls, you know, one day in the Dean Dome in North Carolina, next day up in Syracuse, next day at Madison Square Garden. It was it was amazing. Right enriching but i wasn't helping other people i was helping other refs you know you collaborate um but i found after i wrote that book i i could i had something in me i didn't know and um i decided i kind of i kind of like this it's more rewarding that i can help other people survive and thrive through their journey of education i still love the officials uh but i did step away in 2019 to kind of dedicate myself more to writing and, and inspiring other people, which is kind of, I feel very fulfilled at this point in my life. Just turned 47 yesterday. I know we're uh, October where this is airing, but uh, August, I just turned 47 and uh, I'm looking to inspire others. So that's, I stepped away in 2019 uh, because that's, of that. That is, well, first of all, happy birthday. Number two, <laughs> yeah. the other thing about that too, which I find really interesting is that as you're going through this 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 referee journey you're realizing that there's something more that you can do with what you've learned so far and i think that that's really really important and i am also glad that you didn't have to referee did you referee through the 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 beginning of the the pandemic 
Yeah, I was out the year, oh my the God, year before did. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That 2019 was my last season. So Basketball refereeing with with the masks and making sure kids keep those sweaty masks on their faces, that is not easy. So I was wow. out, Brandon, sorry. I was out right the year before. That you was, were, right? Yeah, I thought my I, math was correct on that. Yeah, you were yeah. out before that. I, Holy that cow. That was the year I had stepped away, yeah. You, well, maybe you picked the right the, – the, the, the signs were pointing to the right place <laughs> because – I could only imagine. I just remember seeing so many games and inside, outside during the pandemic. And I'm like, wow, to be a referee during this time, what a challenge. You know, how, I mean, how do you even ref with a thing over your face and not even blow the whistle? You know what I mean? Like I constantly see people pulling the mask down, sticking the whistle in their mouth, picking it back up. You know, like that's where like the button whistle really that's came right. into, right. into yeah. play. So yeah. a lot of evolution <laughs> there, but. You know, going back to your book journey, you know, you have written three, you got your fourth one coming out and, you know, you went, you have all this experience that you've gained and you wanted to help others. And you also have a podcast. You also have your, your daily, your, your regular, your regularly scheduled videos that you post with your leadership sparks. Talk a little bit about the vision behind that, because a lot of times, you know, Sometimes when we are trying to help so many people, there is a there is a plan behind it. And you kind of that plan comes from what you learn throughout the process. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you know, when I kind of started, uh, Brandon, I, I really just I just just started. I really just started. My brother's a chemist, as I mentioned. Uh, and I asked him one time, like, how did you how do you formulate the, the mascara? He works for uh, Estee Lauder. Right. How do you? And he said, we use the try method, Andrew. And I was waiting for triglycerine, triethylene, try this, try that. He said, we try this and we try that until we get something that's right. And that's what I just started doing. I started uh, the podcast. I started writing the blogs. I had, you know, I was a C minus writer in college, right? Uh, but I tried to find things that resonated with other people. And I got feedback that it did. And I just felt that I, I felt an inner calling to, I got, I got to do something here. I got to, you know, education needs a spark. I want to be someone who uplifts other people. And I, I started to see that with people's reaction to the book. I started to get little glimpse. I started speaking, right? I got, I did a workshop and people were like, wow, this is incredible. And like, Hey, Andrew, can you come present to my school? And it just, just a little at a time. I didn't start out saying, Hey, I want to be this, you know, whatever. I just started out trying to trying to help other people and literally that were surviving and thriving. Right. And a lot of people were sur just surviving in their jobs. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, how can I help them? And it took off from there. Um, Brandon, you're in education. Right. You know, I, I took that ACEs test years ago. Adverse childhood experiences. Right. A lot about trauma informed education. And when I took that, Brandon, I, I had a zero. I had nothing in my childhood that hurt me or held me back from, from my potential. And I, that, that smacked me in the face, like a ton of bricks. Kids have lost parents, kids, have, have people who are in prison, their parents lost their jobs, whatever trauma that set those people back when they were youngsters, even into their twenties and thirties. I had a zero Brandon on that test. And I felt I need, you've been laid this avenue of, to be successful, laid this avenue to, to, to be able to do something, go do it. Right. That's kind of felt the little pressure there to do something that I, my parents put me on the right track, paid for my college education and here I am. So 
I felt a little calling to do it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to help other people along the way. And so first of all, that's truly inspiring. And that's what it's all about, right? Finding a way to give your service back to others in a way that it is meaningful to you and way that's meaningful to others. So talk a little bit about some of the things that, I mean, you've been doing this now for several years. So talk about, you know, one of the things or a couple of the things that you have kind of noticed that you've been really trying to push people towards either thinking or believing or learning. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Um, two things come to mind. One is the power of storytelling. There is inspiration in stories. There is inspiration in experiences. And not like, hey, look at me. I'm Andrew Murata. I refed at Madison Square Garden. But Andrew Murata was really nervous when he refed at Madison Square Garden. And maybe, you know, and I tell the story about how I got through the game and how I survived the game, even though my knees were buckling and I was nervous as hell. I had a mentor who supported me. What was the what was the self-talk I said to myself while I was on the court, before the game, after the game, right? Things like that, that maybe a principal's nervous on their first day. Maybe there's a teacher who's nervous on their first day. So it's not the story that says, look at me. It's the story that people can relate to. And I tell stories like that, but I also tell stories uh, about resilience and, and people getting past uh, problems and things in their lives. So a variety of stories, uh, how to tell stories, how to find the stories that are out there uh, and then use them as a public speaker, use them as a principal, use them at your parent events, uh, you know, your opening day events with teachers. Right? How many principals out there don't know what they're going to say to their teachers? Right. I read um, uh, the uh, the coffee bean. I don't know if you read that, Brandon. The coffee bean uh, with Damon West and and Damon and John, West, John yeah. Gordon, man, yeah, Love right? Those be, two. be the coffee bean. I went yeah. and got props, Brandon. I tell the story about being a coffee bean and the egg and the carrot and and the boiling water and and what you know. There's a story there. There's things that people can compare to uh, and relate to. So, I would say one is storytelling and and two, pouring into yourself so you can serve others. I loved your opening about what does unlocking limited potential mean? I, you know, to me, Brandon, that means you got to pour into yourself so you can take care of others. Someone recommended uh, The Miracle Morning to me, a, a book, and I read it. I listened to it because I'm on the move. I got ADD. It's a superpower, not a disability. I listened to it while I was on the treadmill, and I loved it, right? The Miracle Morning, pouring into yourself so you can take care of others. And, and Hal uh, Elrod talked about that in the Miracle Morning, savers. So in my first to 60 to 70 minutes of each day, I practice savers. Silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing. I do all of those things each morning, every day, regardless if I'm tired or not. Um, silence, affirmations visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing. And I'm able to pour into myself so I could bring my best self to work. I can, I can write that blog to inspire others. I, I, I tell myself I'm good enough and strong enough to do this job. I affirm that so I can affirm others, my students, my staff, my parents. Um, but you have to pour into yourself every day, exercise, eating, uh, uh, taking care of yourself first. Um, and again, I just shared right at 47. I want to take care of myself. I want to do this for a long time with energy and inspiration. So 
those are two messages that I, I push out. I believe in, I try to model them and, 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 you know, in the work I'm doing storytelling and again, take it, live in your best self so you can help other people. Wow. There's all sorts of great <laughs> things in there. Um, so many different awesome ideas. And I'm sure as you're continuing to work with others, you know, one thing you're really showing too is you walk your talk, you know, what you're, what you're asking others to do or, you know, recommending that others do to help them on their journey, you're actually doing it. It's a grind. Um, personal development's a grind. I mean, we've, yeah. we've talked about that, you know, millions of times on this show. And, and obviously, you know, I wrote a book called Unlocking Unlimited Potential. That journey begins with you most first yes. and foremost. And I think when we talk about that personal development journey, having something consistent, having some sort of, you know, mantra or having some sort of you know, steps that you follow or something or habits that you do on a regular given basis are not easy. That's why they're rewarding. And <laughs> and I think that's important that we, you know, as we sit here and, and talk about these things, you put yourself into a lot of uncomfortable situations. I mean, being a referee is probably the most uncomfortable situation you can be. I don't care what what, what you do in life, anybody out there, I'm going to say referee is like top three on like list of most uncomfortable jobs because you're, it, there's no, there's no way to win because at the end of the day, it, there is, I said it before, there's always going to be someone who wants something, a different result than what you're officiating and what your decisions are making, no matter what's true or not. And I think that's really I think that's really positive. And you also jumped way ahead. You already answered the question, what unlocking <laughs> unlimited potential means, which is even better. It makes my life easier as we go through this show. But we talk about, too, as well as on this show, and I think it ties into what we were just talking about, this whole idea of personal development. And one question I asked you on the pre-show was like, hey, I'd, how'd you get on this, you know, this idea to start writing books? And you mentioned this person that we're going to dedicate the show to. So we, one thing we do is we dedicate the show to someone who's out there unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And you talked about Dr. Rob Gilbert and the hotline. So walk us through that. Yeah. Uh, the power of a single experience. And he dedicates his message every day uh, to someone. So I like that. I like that you're uh, dedicating Dr. Rob Gilbert, Montclair state university friend of mine back in 2015 says, Andrew, you got to, you got to call this guy. He's great. He leaves a three-minute message about success every day. 973-743-4690. If you're listening, write it down. 973-743-4690. We're putting it in the show notes. Don't there you worry. Go. The most success times, hotline. Most times people hear a number, they think someone's trying to sell them something. They think there's some sort of gimmick. Dr. Rob is up to message 11,500. He's been doing it every day since 1992. Just looking to help other people, just looking to inspire others. Uh, I started calling. I got notebooks full. I went to Catholic school. I got my black and white notebook here. And uh, I, I just started writing. You could leave, you could leave a one-minute message about six, uh, uh, to him. And we connected. He invited me to his class down in Montclair State. Bam, we hit it off. I'm leaving that night. He said, Andrew, you were incredible. Wow, you were awesome. He hands me 10 books, Brandon, 10. Two of them were his. And he says, where's your book? I said, Doc, I can't write a book. I got to see mine is in English. I, I got three kids. I'm a ref. I'm a principal. Like, I, I don't have time. He says, you got to write a book. You were great. He said, I was like, I, I can't. He says, you can. 
Just write down the things you're doing as a principal. You got my attention a little bit. I got ADD. It's a superpower, not a disability. I did talk to Tex on the way home from Montclair State, about an hour and change. I had 60 things. The next day at school, I always got my notepad because if I don't write it down, I forget it. 40 more. So in less than 24 hours, I had 100 things that were on that, in that book of 125 uh, successful points for school leaders. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So many different things that I want to pull out of there, but I'm going to, you know, the, first of all, the process speech to text, thank God for that, because that <laughs> yeah. is amazing. You can drive and write, which is awesome. I do that as well. Yeah. Um, but also talk about, you know, you're also talking about just taking that phone call, making that, taking that chance. And yeah. there are so many people out there with books inside of them so many and then the read mm -hmm. but the list of reasons why they're not writing it is just endless and and it's that's a perfect example like all you had to do is just start all you had to do is like like what you said before you just started you know it's like with estee louder you know you just started something and so when you just try when you jump into something when you when you, you jump feet first and what is it that you're really, really trying to do? It's deeply connected to that why that you said earlier. I just want to help people. It's not that you wanted to be out there and be a, you know, a, a New York Times bestseller, though that's something we all want. Yeah. But people don't write books with the intention of being New York Times bestsellers. They write the books with the intention of providing this information to others that you know will be helpful. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that's super valuable. I think that's super important to everybody to understand out there is you just start, you just get out there, you just do it. You start with, you start with the first word and then see what happens. And so I think that's great. Shout out to Dr. Rob Gilbert, oh, yeah. call the success hotline. Cause clearly there is some deep meaning, meaningful impact that is there and check him out at Montclair university as well. Um, wow. You have so many great things. Talk about a little bit before we get off, talk a little bit about the, the, the fourth book that you have coming up. Yeah, Brandon, you've been doing this a while too, right? Thank God you and I finally connected, but right. You collaborate with people, people that inspire you. You surround yourself with, with, with great people, right. And doing this now for how many years, six, seven years, I've been able to meet great people that have a voice that want to do, uh, work. Another area, right? You're a parent. You, you you got one kid sleeping in one room. You're trying to survive and thrive. So we're writing a book uh, for male leaders. Um, I, I was inspired by uh, um, Rachel George in Oregon and uh, Miley. I don't want to mispronounce her last name. Tol Toljan. I sorry, Miley. Uh, but they wrote "She Leads" uh, with Dave Burgess's group. She leads, and I was man. I was inspired. I was fired up. Rachel George. She's awesome in Oregon. I was fired up and I, you know, I wanted, I, I felt that I could help fathers, right? Dads, leaders, and father figures creating influence and legacy for a lifetime. Uh, you know, this job as a school leader uh, can, can drag you down, can suck the life out of you. Uh, and that can hurt people's families, right? You get your butt kicked at your job, then you're dragging home, or maybe you've fallen into some bad habits of, you know, maybe not taking care of yourself so well, and it could spiral. Um, I'm looking to inspire dads, leaders, and father figures. So then that's the name of the book, Dads, Leaders, and Father Figures, Creating Influence and Legacy for a Lifetime. And I co-wrote that with my college roommate, one of my best friends, uh, Kevin Spanauer in North Carolina, Dr. Larry Dake in uh, uh, Binghamton, New York, 
and Jeff Evner uh, from Syracuse area. Uh, all dads, all surviving and thriving and just looking to help those male leaders that maybe you're getting your butt kicked a little bit at work. You know, how, how do you survive through that to be to thrive as, as a father? So that's the message there. And uh, it was nice to collaborate with others on that project. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always interesting to connect with other minds. It's one thing to write a book by yourself, which is an amazing, amazing thing. But the opportunity to connect with others and mm -hmm. have others kind of weigh in on it, I just feel like same with you. It's like a team approach. You know, there's yeah. one thing to be a an individual sport player, but there's also <coughs> something about being a part of that team and there's something so empowering about it that's so much worth more than any single book that will ever be sold. You know, yeah. that that connection, that efficacy, that that brotherhood, you know, or sisterhood, whatever that may be. Um, but that's awesome. So that is coming out soon, I, I, I expect. And so for those of you who are checking it, who are listening to this episode, I hope that you will reach out and and follow An Andrew here. Andrew, what is the best way for people to stay connected to you. Yeah, my hashtag is there, survive, thrive on, on it. But I'm on Twitter at Andrew Murata 21 uh, and certainly can get in touch with me through my website, andrewmurata.com. Um, and, and either of those would, would love to connect. Awesome. And that that is not your age, by the way. I just <laughs> want to make sure everybody knows that. It's not, it's not, it's not, eight, it's not 21. He's not 21 years old, people. So just remember that. But he, look, he looks great and he's got four books in him right now. So that's pretty amazing. And there's probably a lot more to come. So I really appreciate you taking the time. We have been back and forth on this for at least a year and a half, if I can remember. That's how crazy time flies by. But we finally figured it out. And here we are, and we had this show, and there was so much that everybody could could learn. I mean, think about the power of one single experience, how it can change your life, the importance of storytelling, pouring into yourself and others, and don't forget to just try to take that step. Amazing stuff here with Andrew. I appreciate you connecting. I appreciate you getting on the show as well, and I appreciate all the wisdom that you shared with everybody today. I know there's so much more inside of all these books, so if you haven't heard from Andrew yet, if this is your first time hearing about him, make sure you connect as soon as possible and check out some of this great stuff because there's some amazing stuff coming out of his camp as well as his podcast, which, drop, which drops regularly, as well as his leadership sparks, videos. I mean, you just got to follow him to, to learn more. So I appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you have an amazing day. Awesome, Brandon, and I appreciate the work you're doing. We got to connect. We got to get books to each other and certainly connect being so close in Westchester like you are. And I can't wait to learn more about your journey. Absolutely. We are going to we are going to connect further in the future for sure. But for everybody who's been listening to the show, if you like something that you heard or if you think this is something that could inspire others, I hope that you will share this podcast with them like it subscribe do everything that you need to do send it to someone who needs it and use the hashtag uup potential uu potential that's it use the hashtag right there and also if you have not signed up yet for the something for you newsletter at brandonbeckedu.com why haven't you because it's completely free and you should do it because it comes out on the first and 15th of every month with helpful tips for you to continue to unlock unlimited potential in all whom you serve in your personal and professional journey.
It has been an amazing show. Andrew, it's been awesome. This has been great. I'm looking forward to everybody here in this episode, and I can't wait for your book to come out. It's going to be exciting. Great things ahead for you. I appreciate you, brother. Cool, man. Thanks, bro. And to all of you out there, remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential, it begins with you. Continue to educate with passion and purpose.